You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is the podcast where we deconstruct these white savior films and recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And we want to make this clear off top that we love Denzel Washington. I know we've done a couple of Denzel movies already, but this is like, it's not a reoccurring theme because of him. It's a reoccurring theme because of these movies that he happened to be in a couple of times. <laughs> and we are, we are talking about today the very first big film production that he was in, which was Carbon Copy. And wow, what a, what a movie, if you can call wow, it that, indeed. this was. Um, well, we can call so, it that. We can also call it a, a, a terrible movie. It's There's a lot of things to break down um, because this movie came out in 1981. And it was from RKO Pictures, like the legendary RKO Pictures. And like it was the first movie they had put out in 23 years. And they right. thought... They, this was good. They hit. thought. Little did they yeah, know. They thought all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was not the one for for those who have no idea what this movie that we're talking about is. Because I, I don't know what I thought the first Denzel movie was, but it definitely was not this. Like this was a movie that I learned about through this podcast. Because what did you um, think it was? Um. Well, because I know, like, Saint Elsewhere was, like, the big thing, but that was, like, a soap opera. That was a TV show. Um, And so I was assuming probably something around, like, Philadelphia or, like, uh, we keep forgetting the name of the movie, but it was the movie, like, where he's the Jamaican uh, Oh, oh, um, The Mighty Quinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was something and, uh, like Robert that. Robert in that. <laughs> yeah. I figured it was around that era because I know the Mighty Quinn came before Ricochet. So I thought it, it also was... comes after like a soldier story comes after Cry Freedom. Like there's still yeah. bangers to go before we even get to Philadelphia. Right. But it, it was this. It was Carbon Coffee. <laughs> Which, <laughs> but it was did this. you did you know were you familiar with this movie, Cameron? I was, I, I just knew it was the shitty movie that started Ten Cells Career. Oh, Honestly, boy. I just knew it was bad because no one talked about it. And you know when nobody talks about it, they got a reason. They definitely have a reason. And it's it's interesting. I'll, I'll bring up a Denzel quote about the movie later. But, like, you know, he, he famously will tell you that, oh, you know, I don't watch my movies and, you know... Um, a lot of stuff, which is fine, but like when you think about his career and like where he went, not only just you know after this movie, like he is without question, maybe besides Michael Schultz, like the most famous person associated with this film, like by far, like his star <laughs> eclipses everyone in this movie, 
You're well, saying no. pre and post, like all all throughout. Oh, oh well, well, like once he got on, like looking back at it now, like at the time, obviously he is 25 years old and he's just getting started. So like, you know, he's in the. I mean, he he talks about. I was just happy to be in the movie. You know what I mean? Like he I was just that. getting his feet wet, and certainly everybody has one movie in their catalog. <laughs> usually very early on where it's just like i had to do it i would you know like i did what would you have have a choice (laughs) you know as a working (laughs) actor it was it was a chance not only to act in a movie but you know michael schultz has directed it director of car wash director of coolie high director of crush groove director of like all of these incredible films so like you know, it's the first RKO picture in in twenty something odd years. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, of course I'm gonna do that. Which is so odd too, because like, why RKO as the studio take the chance on this? This. Now we've talked a lot about this, and I'm sure people are kind of like, all right, but what are y'all really talking about? This is a movie in which Denzel Washington plays the black son of George Siegel, a white man. And that's that's the joke. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's they, the whole I, plot. I, I think they really just they had that, and they're like the visuals enough. Like I don't think we <laughs> really need to have jokes. <laughs> we, that's it. We did it. Black dad, that's white son, movie. or or white yeah. dad, black son. You know what I mean? Oh. And so they don't really go past that, but they also go. They don't. Um, way worse in so many other areas that you're just like you you thought the racism would be the worst part and actually (laughs) i feel like brita for community it's like i could forgive racism (laughs) (laughs) exactly right i i I think the the craziest takeaway from this movie is that the racism is like and maybe this was your experience, maybe it wasn't, but like, you know, you just see enough of that kind of bullshit in enough movies, intentional or not, and then you just, you know, you go about your business, you're like, all right, whatever, like, yeah, little slight racism here or there, right? And then you have this movie, and then before we even get to the racism, you've already been offended twice in to really, really banger areas, too, just like, what? What? Wild. Whoa. Uh... So, yeah, I'll. I don't know if there's anything else you really need to know. It had a budget of six million, box office of nine million. But honestly, you know, so many people are like, this was a huge flop. Like this was like an embarrassment for most people involved. And I think, again, for Denzel, it's this is this is maybe not the heightened part of my Denzel thesis but it certainly is is a foundational (laughs) piece of my Denzel thesis in that Denzel that's how good he is right like that's how yeah if he wasn't in this movie this we've never we never hear of it again like this movie came out in 1981 Uh but by 1982 like nobody's even like it, it wouldn't even mean anything after that because like because everyone moved on. <laughs> Every, yeah, no, it's like this movie exists solely because it is the trivia question, what is Denzel Washington's first 
like <laughs> leading role. Like that's it. Really <laughs> is. <laughs> that's all there like is you to it. You watch it and you feel ain't got no legacy. It's just like it, it, it's also got the funny, um, like bookending, like cards, like the pre-movie credits. Yeah, like that that hunky dory sitcom goofy animated text bullshit. Yeah, and the music too. Where it's just like yeah, it's, and it and it feels like. <laughs> Here, here's a comedy where ain't shit gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it feels like it's telegraphing you like, hey, man, this ain't nothing really going on here. Don't worry about it. No. Yeah, I mean, like, even looking at the poster to the movie, it's it's got real... This is 81, but this movie certainly feels like it's emblematic of not just the times, you know, because this is like the 80s are are such a weird time in terms of what is funny because you're getting stuff like we're about to talk about with this movie. But you're also getting like this is Revenge of the Nerds where it's like, haha, like he slept with that woman and she didn't know it. And that's the and that's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's what you're laughing at. You know what I mean? You're looking at like weird science where like two nerds like make a woman and like make a woman strange things with her and like you know what i mean you've got all of these movies <laughs> that are like that's basically the premise is like sexism or i mean we did uh soul man you know and other movies like that where it's just like i mean racism really it's like really soul man yeah. and this are like cut from the same cloth yeah and, but it's also watching it. I think the strangest thing for me was just like this. This was a movie, you know, in the way that like a lot of movies of that time where you watch it and you're just like, I guess movies did used to be like this, where like nothing is actually happening. You're just kind of moving from set piece to set piece, and yeah, there's not really yeah. any like actual like story or plot happening here. It's just kind of like. You, hey you're you came to see a movie you're along for the ride like <laughs> sit down eat some popcorn like shit's gonna happen w w does it make sense are we like yeah whether you like it or not or whether what <laughs> whether it's your preference or not some weird stuff gonna happen for the next 90 minutes and then maybe somebody might learn a lesson we can all go home happy and i think that's absolutely this movie too is like you know, all of that stuff happens. And at the end of it, we're supposed to take away some kind of like moral lesson about family and race and like all this other stuff. But it's like, did you see what that man was just doing like 10 minutes ago? Like you everything you did, everything you did proceeding. Yeah, that's also that's the crazy thing. So, I mean, we can start talking about it once you I'll do, do the five, five minutes, minutes, but it's yeah. just wild. It's just wild that this is like that's the hero and the things he's done in the like the ten minutes before the plot kicks in is like off top before we even do anything. <laughs> I'm supposed to like you. I'm supposed to like want you to succeed, nigga. You are like exactly what I need to like ship no, off yeah. of this country. You are you are the problem. Exactly. All right, <laughs> let me let me get into these five minutes because it. I mean it 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 should not take five minutes because five minutes yeah ain't a lot really going happening. Uh, but we might stop a lot just because, goddamn, certain things. God, I, what? Golly. Uh, so we start off with Walter Whitney in bed with his wife. I, I listen to the words I'm going to say because I'm not exaggerating. 
attempted to to rape her is how the movie starts is that's it like he's telling her i should be able to have sex with you basically whatever i want and it's and it's kind of like you know um you know kind of almost like an al bundy ask you know like yeah hey you know i'm a man and like women you know used to do what I like I should be able to do whatever I want to do and she's just like <laughs> she's being played as kind of this like hard ass prude of a woman yeah. but it's also like don't rape me please <laughs> yeah it's like I don't want to have sex with you right now straight up but it's it's not even like it's not even like what she's doing is like prudish in the sense of like she's you know all covered up and she's like I, I can't even think of the idea of sex. It's like, I don't want to fuck you. The <laughs> yeah. It's like, that doesn't sound unreasonable to me. That seems like she's made a choice and you're not it. So, like, I don't know. <laughs> what, I, I don't you know, know why you're still asking. But he, so, but like, like that, literally the movie starts like that, where he's just it, on top of her, a, like about to rape her before the housekeeper comes in. And he's Maybe. like, Who's this? Well, he yells, woman. "Open the door!" Yeah, <laughs> he yells, "Open the door!" The door being his wife's vagina, yeah, and then oh the maid op- like yanks open the door. It's, that's the kind of jokes we're dealing with here, guys. That's like the yeah. whole ninety minutes is like stuff that's not funny. He's confused that the maid is no longer black. To which his wife says something of the sort of, "Those people don't like being like." told what to do or no, something like that mexican people uh no that uh so the old uh maid was mexican and the new maid is guatemalan she said um mexican people don't appreciate being talked to like servants yes which is just like okay <laughs> which, yeah sure that was right like... <laughs> Um, it's it's a crazy thought it's a it's like it really was a throwaway line but for me it was like a what what yeah what do you mean and then then, uh his daughter-in-law comes in and she is you know basically like you're not my dad um (laughs) and you know so i guess what we're supposed to take away from this is walter is living a, a thankless life you know he's rich but the women in his life are giving him hell and, you know, woe is him. He goes to work uh, and I, I'm confused about certain relationships in this movie because the man that he works for, I do not believe is his wife's father, but talks almost like he is, uh, he's his boss, but like knows so much about his family that I'm, I wasn't quite sure who this man was in relation to Walter. Uh, but he's just like, well, can't rape your wife. And Walter's like, why not? <laughs> and he's no, like, you, you know. You're I'm- right. It, it is his father-in-law. Which it makes the okay. conversation fucking crazier. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you're right. You were right. Anyways, Walter, he's having a day. And it's going to get worse because his secretary's like, somebody's here to see you it's richard porter and he uh, roger porter and she's like i don't know who that is and he's like well he said he was lorraine porter's son and he's like lorraine this brings up 
so many good memories apparently for him uh and you know he's excited to meet lorraine person lorraine i guess is an old flame of his that he left behind you know before he made his new life uh but whoops roger's black and all of a sudden you know you see walter kind of not quite sure what to do because now he's got a black son he he never denies that he is roger's biological father he just wants nothing to do with roger um and roger kind of is like hey it's me, your son, you know, I'm here to basically like my, my mom is dead. Lorraine is dead. And I'm here to, you know, reconnect with you on some level. Like, you know, I wanted to come out and meet you. She wrote you all these letters or you wrote her all these letters. Like, you know, she talks so, so highly of you. Like I wanted to, to meet you. And Walter's like, well, fuck that. I don't really want to know you. I wish you would just leave <laughs> my office. Uh, but... <laughs> You know, they, they kind of get wrapped up in some kind of hijinks. Uh, Roger and him have many strange conversations. Like Denzel's on the beach following him, literally walking in his footsteps because that's what a son is supposed to do. Reb shot. Um, you know, like they are trying to figure out what the next step is going to be. But like Walter decides, OK, I'll bring Roger home you know, to maybe like potentially adopt him, but I'm going to trick my wife into believing that she is like adopting him, like quote unquote adopting him as almost like a, like an inner city transplant, like almost like an exchange student for poor people, I guess is how he describes it to her. And she's (laughs) like, that sounds great. That's going to get me some clout, you know, like helping this inner city kid get whatever. Um, so he brings Roger over, he dresses him up, he does all the stuff, they sit down for dinner, turns out Walter's wife Vivian, super racist, Walter's, uh, daughter, super racist, uh, Walter, racist? Not as racist, but, like, he gets his in, I guess, from time to time, and they, of course, they have chicken for dinner, and, they're going back and forth about like, oh, like what kind of kid sh- is is Roger? You know, like Roger, we don't call the police pigs, and you know, we don't go to protests and you know, black civil rights meetings or any of that stuff over here. And he's like, I mean, bet you know, I just want to sing "We Shall Overcome." Let me sing you a bar, and like Denzel starts singing <laughs> "We Shall Overcome," which is very bizarre, uh, but. Basically, like, the family's like, we'll take Roger in on, like, certain conditions. And, like, Walter's like, but I'm I'm the husband. I'm the man of the family. Like, shouldn't what I say goes? And they're like, no. Like, we don't. Again, we don't fuck with you like that, Walter. Like, you're just here <laughs> to be here. And, you know, that kind of sets him off. So he's like, so if Roger was my biological son, would you take him in? And his wife is like, well, yeah, you know, that's the only right thing to do. Like, you took in my daughter. Yada, yada, yada. So he was like, well, he is my son. And she's like, get that nigger out of my house. <laughs> I don't want to see him anymore. And, you know, she says something along the lines of like, you know, this isn't what God wants. And he was like, what if God's black? And she's like, you f- <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> don't you ever say something like that to me again. 
Roger basically is just in the in the next room, just like I guess these white people don't want me here. Um, but he sticks around. Vivian is like, I'm getting the divorce. Um, everything starts to fall apart in Walter's life. Uh, he loses his job, loses his Rolls Royce. He and Roger move into like a, a shitty motel. Um, he's got to take a job shoveling manure because that's basically the only job that he can get. Um, he racistly assumes that his son can play basketball and like tries to get him to play two on two with this white dad and his son and they get washed. Uh, like basically everything's going from, from worse to even worse, but eventually like they hit, I guess, rock bottom. They move to Watts and like Roger is basically like, Hey, I'm going to go to trade school. I'm going to like learn how to be a cook yada yada like we'll figure this out and walter's like bet i'm gonna sit here and play like some folk music on the guitar while you go out and do that Um, and then vivian his ex-wife and her father walk in i don't know how they found them in watts i'm very confused how they got to the apartment but they're like yo we were a little bit hard on you we want you to come back all you got to do is like more or less disown your black son We'll send him off to like military school or some shit and you can just have your own life back. And Roger, and Walter's kind of like, all right, maybe, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying no. And so they leave. <laughs> of course, Roger, who went out for a bit, comes back running from the police and the police chase him into their apartment. Walter decides he's going to like lead them on a chase. For whatever reason, I don't understand how they chase a black man into an apartment, see a white man, and decide, actually, that's the guy that we're going to chase and arrest. Because they just leave Roger in the apartment and go after Walter. So Walter gets arrested on Roger's behalf. Roger comes to see him in jail. And this is basically, like, the only time Denzel gets to do anything resembling anything you would, like think of associated with Denzel Washington. He gets to give his big Denzel speech. He does. He doesn't do the single tier, but he he does like a little bit of like, I'm getting choked up, you know, while delivering the speech and like all that stuff. And he's basically like, Hey, you know, it's, it's a weird speech. Cause he's not necessarily like, I've been lying to you this whole time, but also like, which is the truth. Yeah. But like, basically his plan was to come out to California and like beat his ass (laughs) more or less is like what Denzel says he says he wanted to come and like make Roger so upset that he swung at him so he would have reason to like fight him in his office and then was like but you know I came I came to see you and like you didn't see you just saw a black man you didn't see Lorraine's son you didn't see you know anybody who had potential or anything like that and so you know like good luck with the rest of your life I'm gonna go but thanks for doing that one nice thing for me and like not letting me get arrested I guess uh and he's and basically it's like go back to your white family and enjoy life as a rich white man and so Walter kind of does that like he's back at work but then like tells his dad you know fuck you 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 and people like you are terrible and like you know roger's already up against so much and like you just make his life worse and so you know i'm gonna go and just try to figure things out on my own and 
it's very confusing because the, <laughs> I don't know why Paul Wolfield is in this movie, but he is Walter's lawyer who shows up like three times, but apparently Roger has told this man everything about everything. his life. And so <laughs> Paul Woodfield is is driving him to try to find Roger as he's driven away in the shittiest car known to man. And is like, oh, yeah, you know, I know Roger told you that he was done with high school at 16, and that's because he graduated early, and he's going to Northwestern as a pre-med, and he's in his you know second year, and he drove all the way out here to meet you, and all this stuff, and all of a sudden, uh, Walter's like, what? My son is going to be a doctor? <laughs> Let me go find him so I can like make things right, and is basically like, hey, <laughs> you know, I loved your mom, and everything I did was wrong, and I should have stayed with your mom, and like given her a better life, and giving you a better life and roger's basically like all right and walter's like hey i know somebody who lives close to northwestern maybe he can give me a job and like i could bother you all the time and just be in your life forever and roger's like that sounds great here's a picture of my mom <laughs> and then they just drive away and that's the end into of the movie. sunset yeah and literally the into end. the sun and then they start playing that dumbass music again <laughs> uh, and that's yeah also that's, worst score like this movie wins worst score ever like yeah, absolutely and that's uh that's carbon copy so and as you can tell yeah, it was, I, I don't think either of us have anything good to say about this movie. nothing <laughs> zero points wow what if i, I mean, actually my, just... my last note my last note here says i think i might have liked this movie more if it actually ended up being a scam Okay, so all right, let's 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 talk about about twenty things at once because <laughs> I want to I want to start with Walter simply because like what a what a unlikable character just generally all around, yeah. but then also it's so confusing if there is anything approaching a character arc for him because he starts out a, a rapist. Oh, yep. oh, I'm sorry. Let's go back. He rapes his wife. <laughs> well, yeah, he does do that. I'm, I missed. I I think I tried to block it out of my mind. So With there the is second a part, time you you blocked out the second time. There's a part where both Walter and Roger are living, I think, still in the motel, and yep. Walter's like, my wife has a bunch of money hidden behind you know a picture in our bedroom. I'm gonna go rob her, ostensibly. And then, like, we'll have money to live. And so he, in literal, like, only in a movie robber costume, you know, he's got, like, the ski mask and, like, the the scully and, like, the all black. He, like, breaks into his own home and opens the safe only to find that there's nothing in there. And his wife wakes up and she's like, I know what you want for me. Just go ahead and get it over with. Like, rape me, basically, and, like, let me get on with my life. And instead of doing several things. One, the smart thing and just getting the fuck out because you are being divorced by this woman. And you're going to go to court. So, like, she could be like, and that time that you broke into my house, (laughs) that's going to be pretty bad for you. Uh, Instead of, like, trying to, like... Act, 
I don't I don't even know. Like just just running out and pretending this never happened. He takes her up on her offer and is like, I'm yes, I will I will follow through on my initial threat from 30 minutes ago <laughs> and rape you now. I'm I'm getting that. And then and then the next scene is him and Paul Winfield, who again I don't know why he is continuing to have this man on as a client because he literally confesses to a crime. He says, and, and that was the best night I've had with my wife in like 20 years. And it's like the night that you raped her when you the, broke the, into her home. She didn't even know it was you. And, and Paul Winfield just and just smiles. He's like, yeah, that sounds great, man. <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> you and your lady a had a time. life you live in. <laughs> And then later, those circumstances. later in the movie, his wife is like, I knew it was you the whole time, which I guess is like maybe they realized that he did rape his wife and they should not have that be part of the film. And yet he did, because I don't think that's true. Because <laughs> he says he says he says she says something along the lines of like, I, you know, I still have passion for you. And he says, like. I thought you only had passion for for robbers or thieves, and like she tries to throw it back on him, like, "Oh, I knew that was you the whole time," but it's like, what a weird, what a weird thing what? to happen. Yeah, and <laughs> that's not how you would talk about that scenario at all. Like, as even as a like a married couple, even as like a couple that's together, no, no, not even a, just a joke. That's how that conversation would go. Well, because he was throwing it in her face like, I, I knew, you didn't even know that I raped you. Got up in that. You... <laughs> and she was like, of course I knew it was you, Walter. And it's just like, what a weird interaction what? you two are having. Yeah. But this is the hero of the movie. This is the man that we're supposed to be like, I hope he turns his life around and <laughs> accepts his black son as like part of his life and the whole time you're just like roger you you can do better and then we you found could, out he you, is actually doing better <laughs> so. yeah right that twist is so crazy because it's like you didn't have to do any of this <laughs> well you could have so, just stayed your black ass in boston and continue going to school all right, let's. Yeah, I want to get into this. I want to get back to Walter, but I just I'm trying to understand the the plan of the movie because basically what Denzel says to him is, "I heard you ain't shit, right? And like you really hurt my mom, and so I wanted to get back at you, and my plan for that was to buy the shittiest car imaginable." drive 2000 miles out to Cross you, country hoping that you are one at work two won't immediately throw me out upon seeing me and then hoping i guess that i can like swing on you which also then will not result in me going to jail afterwards <laughs> he gets there and he basically is like i guess i'm gonna fuck with this man now but fucking with him basically is him going from place to place just being black. But it also results in him staying in a shitty motel where he surely got bed bugs, uh, not eating food, <laughs> like basically just having like a, a lox bagel and that's about it. 
yeah, I somehow that, that having joke, to the story of the the food of their ancestors was woof bad. Woof. Uh, <laughs> somehow Denzel then has to get an apartment in Watts and live there. Doesn't he get the apartment actually? <laughs> yeah, Doesn't no, Roger, Roger gets the, get apartment? the apartment. Yeah, he so he yeah. has to go out and get an apartment in Watts. And li- and live there is part of his plan for, for his ancient dad <laughs> that is like possibly going to like get a heart by the end of this movie hopefully. And then he, I I guess if he hadn't gotten arrested, would have gone to trade school to learn how to be a short order cook. And this was his revenge, <laughs> which would have also easily been accomplished by just sending a letter to his wife that says. Hi, I'm your husband's illegitimate black son. And I think the same things happen, and he never has to leave home. <laughs> Could you imagine if, like, he got the letter and it got, like, uh, into somebody else's hands all of a sudden, and the same exact things happened, but Roger wasn't there to, like... <laughs> like, he lost his job, lost his car, lost his wife, all because of the letter. Yeah, I mean, he, that, I mean it's it's just bizarre to me, because... What what the twist implies, and this is where the movie, I mean, the movie's all over the place and is, is losing itself constantly, but, like, it, it implies that Roger is actually of value because he is pre-med at Northwestern, right? Like, if Roger was just a nigga... Movie over. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, Walter is kind of... Nigga, what the- <laughs> yeah, Walter is like low key validated because it's like, oh, your son is like, you know, uh, just another black, you know, ghetto street child who's like never going to be <laughs> ghetto anything. So, like, child. you can, or in the words of, uh, uh, oh, Kevin Costner, no, in the words of Kevin Costner, he's a street nigger, right? Um, so, you know, but it's like, but it's like, ha, I'm using get, your words. <laughs> Guess what? You thought he was just, you know, another another kid from the hood, but he's actually going to Northwestern, probably on a scholarship. You know, he and he because right. he left school at sixteen. He graduated high school at sixteen, so you know, like he's he's better than you know all these other white kids, and like he's gonna have a great life. And it's like, well, that shouldn't be yeah. necessary for you to like accept that you a certainly did Lorraine shitty. I have a lot of thoughts about Lorraine. It's very bizarre to me that not only do we never like get a sense of what could have been the reason that she loved Walter so much cuz like he is not he is not shit. And I'm very It confused. makes you <laughs> Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just like it, it makes you think like what was that hookup cuz it's obviously it was just a hookup, and Lorraine was like, "You know what? I'm holding on to the kid, though." Well, because like something they, about Walter, I don't, I don't know, right? They implied that he and Lorraine were a thing, and that he left to come to California. He left, yeah, like on a either like an internship or kind of like you know he was gonna like get a job and like bring Lorraine out here, and then he basically just ghosted her. Once he got his high level job and married Vivian. And so like. Which is like what I expect. Right. That's what I'm like. So, but that's, that's that guy. Right. You know, and it's like all these oh, years. Who's the guy that Lorraine knew. 
Yeah, and he like was writing her letters that she kept but never responded to, and it's like I don't understand what it is that this man was giving you. You not only just from like a relationship standpoint, but like clearly didn't want you. You know, like caused you tremendous heartache. It's never said explicitly, but there's subtext, I guess, in him changing his name from a more Jewish sounding name to just a more regular, like Anglo sounding name that he is very aware and worried about the optics of how other people see him. And so, yeah, he's ashamed of being Jewish. Yeah, so having a black wife in a corporate a setting, son, I guess, at least. Yeah, would have been like a, and it turns out to be a disaster for him. But like, you know, he's like, if I want to, I they say something along the lines of like, you know, the the wind blows white, not black. I guess is their like big poetic <laughs> thing in this movie because they say it a couple times, but like, um. But it's like it's not even it's not even that he's a coward, you know, but it's like he is very much complicit in the system that he seems to be has problems with. And it's not until he learns that his son has a promising future that he's like, we should probably like make things right. You know what I mean? Because if Paul Woodfield was like, yeah, he's going to go back to like work at an auto garage. He would have been like, well, good luck, nigga. Hopefully <laughs> that works right. out for you, Doug. <laughs> and the movie like just literally tells you that in no like uncertain terms. It literally is just like straight up. He, he's a med student, but if you knew otherwise, would you have done otherwise? And by then, literally by the time it happens, it's like too little, too late. Too Even though late. the movie lets them end up together too little too late and also like very because it it almost (laughs) like it almost plays like a very strange episode of undercover boss where it's like undercover son where he's like yeah yeah you know if you what if you would you have treated me like this if you knew that i was gonna be a doctor or whatever and it's like right there is a very thin layer of like consciousness to that point of sure people see you they prejudge you they don't know you you know what i mean and so like being black in america you're always going to have a stigma surrounding you just because people are going to make certain observations about you without ever you know talking to you asking questions etc etc so like there is that but they use it like walter not walter roger like I wouldn't even say he weaponizes it because his plan is like pretty dumb. Like it's not a plan yeah, yeah. where it's like, cause, it cause to, to jump ahead slightly to reimagine this movie, like it's not as if Roger was like, yeah, I set you up. You know what I mean? Like I came out here right. and like, I, he, I hired, he never does that. Mo. Yeah. Like I hired actors to like, you know, do all these different scenes and scenarios. So, like, I hired the family who was playing basketball. Like, you know, you <laughs> so know like they could mollywop us to, to fuck with you. And like, I, I hired you know the people who uh, took you out to the the horse stalls to make you shovel manure. And like, you know, I did all these other like this was all my Machiavellian plan to like make you feel bad <laughs> about what you did to my mom. 
It would be a crazy movie, but this is already, again, a movie in which a husband tries to rape and then successfully does rape his wife as comedy. So Yeah. Both <laughs> as jokes. I think, you know, that I wouldn't I wouldn't have batted an eye if that had turned out to be Roger's plan from the start. It was just to like, <laughs> you know, fucking just to expose a scumbag for being a scumbag. Yeah. Well, because it's like, that's that's what's so bizarre to me as well. Like, people continuously treat Walter in this movie as if he's some kind of prize to be gotten. And I don't... He's academic. He is the prize. He is the prize. Because right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's never done in a way that's like, oh, I, I, maybe I don't get it. But it's like, okay, I can see the charm to Walter. I can see you know what it is that he's able to like provide for people but like why does his wife want him back why do the people at the company want him back why is roger after meeting him and spending time with him so invested in this man in particular being his father where at every turn right like he is like don't call me dad i don't like it i don't want you to do it you can call me cracker you can call me honky you can call him mr charlie and he spends mr. half charlie. the movie calling him mr charlie the big is, heartfelt emotional moment at the end. He's like, Mr. Charlie doesn't sound right for us anymore. Why don't you call me dad? And it's like, okay, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's one thing if like movie logic says you're supposed to learn something. So say it like, right. You know, like <laughs> stop calling me Mr. Charlie. Like if, if it went the other way around, it'd be like, Denzel would be like, you should stop calling me nigga. Stop calling me son. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Right. Why, why is that? Why that? Why is Mister Charlie not not caustic when it's fucked up? And, and then he's saying like, it in front of other people, like he's it's not like it's a joke the between them. Movie. Yeah, it, it, it's as if like I was or Denzel was like a six year old child, and his first this other man's name was actually Charlie. Yeah, and, like he says it consistently and almost like without affect, like without tone. Right, it's right. like. No, I'm I'm affectionately calling you Mr. Charlie because I got nothing else to call you. And then the moment that you know is the turn is don't call me Mr. Charlie, call me son. It's like, but I've been calling you some I've been calling you a slur <laughs> for the whole movie. <laughs> We're not friends. <laughs> but they also and, are not it's it's so weird because it's like I I lost the plot at some point in which why oh, yeah. is it that Walter is so invested in Roger as like I need to I need to take care of you like I'm I'm spending my last money on you like to get this motel and like I'm working these jobs that he's very adamant are not going to break him as a white man you know right. he's going he's going <laughs> he's going to endure you know through this the respectability politics of this movie are just utterly insane utterly insane and like but but it's also like he does all that and he's like once you get this job as a short order cook i'm gonna fucking leave and don't talk to me anymore (laughs) (laughs) and this is like right before the climactic turn of the movie so it's like even Right. right up until the end he's like but actually my plan is to not be in your life if i can help it (laughs) <laughs> like I, if I could drop you like a sack of rocks, I fucking will at any right. given moment. And it's like, but but throughout it all, Roger's just like, you know, hey, Dad, you know, I love you, and like 
we should be father and son. And it's like, bruh, after a day of that, just leave. Like that, cause that's, just that's what's so bizarre about Get your plans. money back. Like, cause, right. I, I feel like I'm, I'm batting up against, like, he got full fired and, like, lost the car, wife, all that in, like, the matter of an afternoon. Like, if you yeah. really didn't fuck with him or, like, you know, weren't interested in him, like, being a part of your life, be gone. Find that yes. new job. Like, yes. please go please go be, like, a, a toll booth guy or whatever the fuck. Get the fuck out of here. Because, like, yes. why would you – why would you – put yourself through it if like black people aren't worth it the way that like the whole movie says because as a black person watching this movie you have to endure (laughs) so many stereotypes yeah they literally talk about black in the craziest of terms from beginning until the end of this goddamn movie well his his wife is uh oh she's the winner turns on a pin because you know she (laughs) she sees him and she's basically just like who are these niggas (laughs) Like, why is he in my house? <laughs> why is he in my house? Oh, I love the... I, uh, we made chicken. And Denzel's like, I love chicken. And she goes, I know you do. Yeah. It's like, what, what are we doing? I'm going to choke the shit out of this movie. I'm just going to choke the shit out of it. Well, I think what, what's happening, right? Um, because it is... It's, it's certainly not Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. But it is playing. <laughs> it is playing in a way of like. But what if that was funny, right? Like, what if? Yeah. What, what if, if? What if Sydney Sydney Portier said a line like, "Yes, little sister, I've been busted by the pigs," you know, or or saying we shall overcome, or like all these other things. You know what I mean? Because like Denzel is is acting, and you know, in general, I will give him. Simply because yes. he is still Denzel Washington. And that, that's what that's what I was saying before. Like, if it's not Denzel, this movie maybe is deleted from like existence. <laughs> like, it doesn't exist. For real though. It's like, like Soul Man deleted. or something like that, where it's like you gotta go, you gotta wanna watch this movie. Cause you're not gonna find it streaming anywhere. You know what I mean? Like you have to go out of your way to see this because we've otherwise... been watching some of these like yeah, somebody's hard to find. Please scrub it from the planet. Movies like yeah. the last one was White Dog of the of last year, and, and now it's another movie that's like me. This one was a little easier to find. It was on Tubi. Yeah, but but I think you can only find it because it's Denzel's first movie. Like I think that's why right. it's available. If it wasn't Denzel Washington, if it was just insert '80s black actor here, you know. Like, oh, you mean it, Paul Winfield? <laughs> Why, what is in both movies in wild parts? I know. Well, because it's like his character in this movie is—he's Walter's the lawyer black because lawyer that tells the white man what's fucked up about how he perceives this situation. But but it's also like why is because he's the only lawyer that will take this case, or is cheap this enough kind of to like Walter can afford? Because he goes to him basically to get a, a sense of how much money he has right like yeah i took it i took it as the latter i took it as the latter what you said i took it as both he's the black lawyer but also yeah. he's the only lawyer who would and cheap enough because he ain't got no money to right. take said case but so i took seems, it as racist and a shitty plot point <laughs> but it's also like he seems to have some innate connection with roger maybe just they're both black 
because he knows it might be everything about him like he's like oh i talked to your son and like learned his whole life story and it's like what <laughs> when when did you two ever have a conversation <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to like like the he's revealing secrets to you for reasons that I why why would he why would he tell you that why would he like he won't even talk he won't even talk <laughs> to me his his own estranged father who doesn't give a shit about any single black person he's ever met until now well it's like again movie logic he literally seemingly only told him that so that Paul Winfield could then tell Walter that tell at that moment when they're Later. driving away <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> otherwise just, why would they even come up <laughs> this and and it all collides in maybe the shittiest final scene in a movie I've ever seen which is like Paul Winfield's driving him up to the car that he knows somehow is broken down on the middle yeah. of like route whatever in the middle of California Probably the same way that that Walter's family knew he was in a random apartment in Watts yeah <laughs> so like, all these oh my god I can only imagine typing up this script and being like how does he damn how does he know I guess he knows <laughs> they're both black black people can read each other's minds right like, yeah <laughs> there's no other way you even like make it work in your head i was just tired by the end of the movie so i didn't yeah. question it until i like turned it off but i was like how the fuck did he even know that this shitty car was like broken down in the middle of desert california and that he's driving him to just like pop him in the other car so that they can have a truce and go away <laughs> And then there's yeah. this sloppy midpoint where, like, uh, um, Walter's character is, like, having this, like, you know what? Actually, I'm just going to let him be. I'm going to let him be in, like, mine has been, wait, 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 wait. He is pre-med now. Hold on. Maybe I should go back to the car. Yeah. Maybe I should go back and, like, maybe I should. He is my son. I, I'm going to go do, like, he hems and haws in this, like, really terrible scene that's, like, terribly shot. A eh? Terribly shot. Terribly blocked. Because, like. I don't know if anybody's seen like John Wick 4, but like there's a whole sequence where John Wick fights to the top of the stairs and then falls down the stairs, goes back up. And this feels like the shitty comedy version of that, which is like, yes. we got all the way out to the desert. I need to talk to my son, but you know what? He is a nigga. So like, that's, that's like a no-go for me. Wait, wait, wait. This guy who drove me out here is also a nigga. Hmm. Funny. So like, oh wait, that's my son. You know what? I should I should rekindle things with my son. He is pre-med. He goes to my alma mater. You know what? I respect him now. And let's drive off into the sunset, you know, emitting CO2 fumes the entire way. And 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 just happens to relay the knowledge that he is like he's got mechanic skills or like knows yeah. how to fix a car. And it's just like, what? You what only said that because the script made you say that. Like Yeah. Why? It's, Why? Why? It's a wild film, and I think, you know, really <laughs> it's a terrible what, ride. What I think rubs me the, the worst way about it is that it's one of these movies where, like, Denzel's character exists specifically to be like he is. <laughs> he's 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 teetering the line between like magical Negro, uh, and like you know, saved character in one of these movies because like his, his job is to kind of like, you see how white people are like, Oh, I, if he, if he had turned to the camera at some point after somebody said race, a racist thing and said, 
that's how it is. <laughs> like some kind of like No, he should have like um you mean like the <laughs> the dinosaurs on the Flintstones after yeah. one was used like a, a It's a racism. You know? <laughs> and like yeah, sucks up dirt through his nose and he's like, It's a living. Basically, because like <laughs> there then, are scenes Yeah, and like everybody calls Denzel nigga to his face and he just looks at the camera and he's like so it's America. <laughs> it's America. <laughs> because like there are scenes where something happens and then the camera like pans back to Denzel to like react yeah. to That's it. So, it's so crazy. And it, it it's crazy because we do that now because it's meta. Like you sure. almost feel it coming sometimes in movies where it's like, oh, we'll, we'll come back to that other person because you know you need that reaction to feel a certain type of way for, in order for the movie right. to go on. But then this movie is like not ahead of its time. It's no. just like trying to see like what does that black person think about like that fucked up thing that his father said to him. You're right. Because it's it's at a lot of these movies the moral weight falls onto the characters of color to kind of like justify why people shouldn't be racist to them. It's yeah, a point like, out <laughs> the bad part of racism yeah or just to be like what but denzel's such a lovable kid like how could you hate him why do you not like him like why don't you want him to be your son is it because he's black well that's kind of racist i as the viewer now feel like you know denzel should but it's like how how can you have it both ways right where it's like mm. denzel is supposed to be i don't know what the direction that was given to him because it seems like Roger's almost supposed to be like a, like a child, like a literal child. Like he yeah. is, is not only just so yearning for Walter's affection, but like seems to not have any sense of the world around him. And I guess the movie wants you to believe that this is Roger playing a con and like acting so it's like maybe he did know how to play basketball or like maybe he you know actually you know had had other things going on that you know you didn't know about and it's it's not like i don't i don't get the sense that anything would have been different if he was just like jamal you know from like detroit and was just like yeah this this is me, right. Dad. Like I am your son. If he was actually like a nigga, <laughs> right? You know, if because he was actually like, like Riley Freeman, <laughs> because they they try to play it in a way where it's like you know he is he is he is the bat. Like if you had to have a black son, this is the one you Why want. Not a, <laughs> you definitely want Denzel. I mean, he's attractive. He's upwardly mobile. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't do better than Denzel, and you, it's you can't like do better. But I don't know what that I don't know what the movie's trying to tell me at that point because like it's not like being that way gets him anything in the situations that he finds himself in. Like Vivian's super racist, her daughter is super racist, uh his father is more or less racist. Uh, you know, like nobody he doesn't he doesn't have any autonomy really for most of the movie until he decides to like pull the swerve and like give his speech in jail. So most of the time he's just following whatever other people are telling him to do or like, you know, being a a vehicle to, you know, almost like he is a walking morality tale for 
Walter to experience. Mm. Like, if he was like, yeah. like one of like the ghosts from A Christmas Carol, <laughs> I'm the ghost of infidelity's past here to like give you <laughs> a sense of like. Remember what Lorraine? Like- <laughs> Remember what you did? Now you've got a black son at Northwestern. <laughs> Better repay that tuition. <laughs> Which is like what what's so wild to me again, this I just can't get away from his plan. You are going to Northwestern. This is not a school. My dad went to Northwestern. This is not a cheap school to go to. You need you need a scholarship, right? You like need a scholarship. unless you got money. It's one of those we're not an Ivy League school, but might as well be. You know what I mean? Like, might as well be, yeah. And so if you don't have the money to go there, you ain't going there. And so like you ain't Roger, going to Northwestern. <laughs> you know, like Roger Roger either has money that we don't know about or has a full scholarship to Northwestern University. And either way, like he not not only can afford a, like a bus ticket out to California or like a plane ticket, you know, cause this is like early eighties. It's not like you can just get a plane ticket at like, you know, the corner store for like $5, yeah. but like, it's not plane tickets prices. are for Yeah. Plane <laughs> tickets are still for like uh corporate men to fly TWA and shit like that. Right. And so like, there's, there's plenty of other ways for him to get out there instead of driving a car that, Easily could have broke down in the middle of the road before he even say, got out of town. So no, Western that car didn't even make it out of Ohio, dog. That car didn't right. make it that far at all. So that's why I'm just like, I'll I'll revisit this when we get into the reimagining. But it's just like such a weird, like the way that they try to play Roger as if he's just like some naive kid who just really wanted his dad's affection. Uh, and then we and then we turn and then he's I don't know if I'd call him shrewd but like he's like a, I think the movie wants you to believe he's shrewd but there's not <laughs> enough evidence <laughs> but we're I still supposed to be on his side where it's just like yeah right like, w- whether he was a naive kid or like kind of angry looking to get some revenge like you're still supposed to be like you're right roger but also you're right walter at the same time and it's like yeah. both these people this can't movie... be correct <laughs> <laughs> this movie does not want to give up walter being wrong or walter being in the this movie does not want to put walter in the wrong it, it does no. it doesn't think that like anything he does is above reproach even like when he like clearly fucks up or like clearly like the only thing he can like come around on is racism because that's the only like clear wrong in this movie it ain't sexism that's for sure it ain't no it ain't a a woman's rights for sure (laughs) but like the only thing he can come around on not even like when he goes and actually like shovels shit like not only can, can that not only does that moment not him teach him anything he still thinks that he's better than the job. He yeah. like still goes back to his job thinking he's better than the job. And I think that's where the movie's politics are like really, really fucked and like almost like don't make the movie. If you if if you don't think your main character is wrong or like deserving of a real like I don't know, moment of clarity in their life, 
yeah. don't make the movie because he's not having any moment of clarity. He barely wanted to go back with his son. Like, the only reason he went back was probably because he realized he couldn't go back to his wife's house. <laughs> he was yeah, like, well, what, either a shitty apartment or in a motel in Watts, or, like, I can restart off my alma mater. Yes. Well, because it's like he is strongly considering just running it all back. You know what I mean? Bro. Like, if 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 it wasn't, I don't know. I don't know because like he, you know they they want to give him that that strong moment of like you know you're not going to talk about my black son that way and like I actually love Roger and like I'm gonna stand up to my dad finally to you know I'm gonna choose family over money and and success. He was still a uh, punk bitch. <laughs> He's still a punk bitch at the end of that scene. He's he barely even walks out of that scene, like yeah. with his like life intact. And there's and there's particular scenes that just end in this movie in a way that are truly bizarre. Oh yeah, because the, yeah. it's just like I don't I don't know what like. There's the scene where he goes and talks to somebody that I think is a friend of his at another office or job or whatever, and like. The guy's basically like, hey, bruh, you ain't getting hired here. Like, your dad already called, told him to shut all that shit down. I can give you some money, you know, but, like, that's the most I can do for you. And he's like, I don't want your handouts. Uh, but he's like, yeah, I'll see you around. And the guy's like, where? And he's like, oh, <laughs> See yeah. you around where? <laughs> if you ain't got he's no like, money, I ain't going to see you, bro. Hey, look, I'll hang with broke diggers. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I don't talk to broke diggers. I don't associate. <laughs> Or I don't hang with niggas for real. Yeah, what you doing but with that, that black son of yours? But then, the, but then the scene just ends, and it's like, yeah, he, oh, okay. He doesn't I guess even really leave. It. Doesn't even like walk out of that scene. Like it just. No, ends. he just he turns and says where, and then the, and then we're on to the next scene, and it's like, okay, <laughs> all right. But speaking of the filmmaking, I mean, let's get into some of the behind the scenes because we we ran some of it down, but it is wild. Michael Schultz made Coolie High, made Car Wash, made Crush Groove, made oh The Last God. Dragon, made a bunch of other movies that you know is <laughs> like, but he's a, he's a, like black people weren't doing the things that he was doing at the time that he was doing them. Coolie High, car, again, it, yeah, Car it's, Wash it's and Coolie High are like they are watershed moments in black film. Literally, like you didn't see black people just like goofing off and like on their own dime in like car wash you didn't see that or talking about themselves like in car like in car wash or or um having like humane weird shit happen to them in uh in coolie high but he also I mean, moments he, like that he's on because this is the thing this is what's so weird about this movie is like he's on a run right so he makes Cooley High in 75, Car Wash in 76, Grease Lightning in 77, Which Way Is Up also in 77, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band in 78, which was like... He made four nigga movies and then like the Beatles were like, yeah, him. And and that was the most money that a black director had been given, you know, like at that time. He goes, he makes Bust and Loose. Uh, And then after that is Carbon Copy. Um, and he still is able to kind of come back with Crush Groove and uh, The Last Dragon. Um, I would say The Last like, Dragon is a win. 
Crush yeah. Groove is like definitely in the going in the right direction. Right. Um but it's like this movie is such a bizarre when you look at the other films that he's made because it's clear he knows how to direct comedy. You know what I mean? Like he's made some legendary comedies with Richard Pryor. So like he's got the chops to do that. You go He's over literally to- the one person who put like Richard Pryor's film career on the map. Yes. And then we get Stanley Shapiro, who's the writer of this film, and maybe is the one that you can point to for a lot of the issues going on here. Um, but he is also the writer of films like Lover Come Back, That Touch of Mink, Pillow Talk, right? And Mink oh, won wow. him the, the Writers Guild of America Award for Best Written Comedy. And so, like, he is also somebody who has made actually funny movies, like, knows how to write <laughs> comedy, knows how to write jokes. So, like, these are two people who can do that. And yet, somehow, not only did they make a movie that is incredibly offensive, but also it's like, it's not it's not funny ever. Like, one time. Like, there wasn't a like, bit I, or a yeah. joke or something that I was like, oh, that's kind of clever. Like, it was just offensive. Throughout. Just <laughs> unfunny. Just, like, the jokes, the bits they were doing were just like, this isn't. Yeah, physical bits, every, everything lands on its face. Yeah. And so, like, that's what's so crazy to me is, like, it would be one thing if it was, like, this was tone deaf, but, you know, they knew how to use the actors and they, you know, had some funny lines in there. Or, you know, there was a character that you were like, all right, that was kind of like, all right, I'll give you that. It's like nothing, sure. not one. Everybody from start to zero. Vivian, terrible. Walter, terrible. Roger, not terrible, but just is is there mostly, you know, for a yeah. lot of the movie. Paul Woodfield also just randomly shows up. The only character there. that's like slightly interesting that's not Roger is his lawyer who smokes weed. And yeah, I love that line. <laughs> 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 well, uh,. uh... I'm afraid of being a Jew. My son is black and my lawyer smokes pot. You know, and that was like, that, that must was... have been like any Anglo white man's worst nightmare in 1981. Right. And that was like the closest thing to a laugh in the entire film is that one <laughs> moment right there. And so it's like, <laughs> I'm just so confused how that group of people made, cause we've had, I mean, we've had, Tons of like really talented directors, writers, you know, people on this show who you just look at the movie that they made and it's like, how? Like, how did you, you know, because it's it's not like you're a hack to you. Yeah, you're not you're not a hack. You're not somebody who like this is the first or second movie you've ever made. This isn't a situation in which you were like, man, we're down bad and we really got to bounce back and like. (laughs) you know take take whatever you know hollywood is giving us it's like you are you are near the height of your power like you're on a run like you you could choose what to do and like the fact that you chose to do this i have a lot of questions about. it's a choice (laughs) because it's like you know like i i i often ask when i'm watching like a truly bad movie like trolls 2 or like uh birdemic or something like that birdemic like, you know you're making a bad movie like you have to know on some level you got well, what you're like doing in birdemic it's good. like along the way you know it's bad yeah like you got to be on set being like that's trash 
I'm going. I'm, and it, the gate is bad. <laughs> I checked the gate. Like, the gate is bad. You might, you might just be like, "Look, I need to work," or "This is my friend," or like whatever. So, like, maybe you're not necessarily like, "This is going to ruin my career," you know, because I'm not expecting anything to happen off of this. But like, if you're in the room, literally the movie, the room, and you're and you're like. <laughs> You know, Tommy Rousseau's telling you what to do. You got to be like, this is probably not going to be very good. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> but if you're on I, set with like actors who are acting well, you got to think something's something's kooky around here. Well, some like that. That's the thing. So maybe I'm sure Denzel obviously has taste and sensibilities, but I'm speaking more towards towards Schultz and Shapiro, where it's just like two rape jokes. And and one of them is, is, the is, is six, yeah two rape jokes and one of them is is literally a rape, you know what I mean? like one of them is actually a man raping a woman and the and that's the punchline. Yeah, like how do you think that's funny? How do you like ah and then he, but he still gets that sex with her, so it's like ah we it's funny right? It's all every, this bored room of people who are going to make this movie. It's funny right? Like this is. So like, many movies don't get made, and I'm like, this is such a piece of shit and mean spirited. Because well, even even again, just a few years later in the '80s, you know, Revenge of the Nerds, the infamous scene where, you know, they yeah. they switch the the jock with the nerd, and he has sex, and she's like, "This is amazing! This is the best sex I've ever had." And then like when they come out from under the covers, she's not even like shocked that it's not her boyfriend the, the, the man that she yeah. thought she was having sex with she's just like ooh like what you really had sex with me <laughs> any old like, sex is sex <laughs> and it's like that's not funny but like i could see where you thought there might be a joke in there like there's there's something happening there where it's like she thought it was this guy but it's actually this guy you know like who would have thought but this is like wow. this man has this man is a not even just doing something highly illogical, right? Which is I've been caught breaking into the woman who I'm actively going to court for for a divorce. For a divorce. Like she's if she's if she figures out it's me, not only am I going to jail, but like there is no trial. Like we it's I don't get any you know what I mean? Like it's done. <laughs> <laughs> So like I have <laughs> I have nothing guilty. to stand on, right? But but then she irrationally offers herself up to him and he's like, I'ma take that. You know? I'm gonna take <laughs> like, what I can get. You know, like I, I and, and like and not even hesitate. You know what I mean? Not even oh, like Oh no, rip, rip Is this a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to what I tried to do maybe like two days ago which is just like and then follow it up with a scene where he's like bragging about it to a a, a basically a stranger he doesn't know that man yeah, Paul Woodville is his him. lawyer so you know it's like he's bragging on it like a, a actual felony like a yeah to a <laughs> lawyer and it's like but I he's a black lawyer so he ain't gonna do nothing by he ain't gonna Right, but it's like, like I don't even see good. where the where the humor begins to like intersect. You know what I mean? Like, there's no part of yeah. This it where feels I'm like, weird because it's like oh, I see the it's like yeah, it's like you're supposed <laughs> to see it. You're supposed to see what 
this whoever made this movie also saw you know what that's like kind of the art of movies right is like the director or writer or whoever the creatives are have an idea and they want to convey it right so then they put it on screen and hope that you get it you empathize with it but how do they put stuff like this on screen and then expect like an audience that might be black you know because if they're trying to support denzel yeah. They want to see something that they can like relate to in this movie, yet you've given them absolutely nothing and definitely a main character that you shouldn't trust. No. It, like that's why I'm so confused about like what the general arc and like Yeah, like what are we even, doing here? Even, like what are even Yeah, well like just comedy basics, right? Like if you are making a movie that's supposed to be funny even if you're not necessarily like concerned with the plot and the characters and like everything making sense from like a storytelling perspective like the jokes gotta hit right like you're just you're coming up with bits you're coming up with like what if they did this what if they did you know what i mean like somebody pitches you the premise and you say oh this could happen that could happen like you know you're running through all the basic scenarios and like trying to figure out what you're gonna because this is not a smart comedy so I wasn't necessarily like, oh, this is going to be like some real like class A satire. It's like, this is probably going to be like a dumb, crass movie. But it's like, but you're not even like, the parts that I'm supposed to laugh at aren't jokes. Like, there's not a bit happening. It's not, it's like, I'm laughing because Denzel can't play basketball and he should because he's black. So that's funny. Or like... Am I supposed to yeah, be laughing that, at Walter well, for thinking that he can play basketball? So he's racist. So it's funny that he's racist or like, I don't. <laughs> it also sucks that, well, it sucks that there's just like recorded film of a basketball bonking off of Denzel's head in this <laughs> movie. <laughs> like that's recorded film and he can't get rid of that. He can't scrub nope. it if even if he uh, wants I'm it sure, to. I'm, but sure, look, I'm sure he's trying to get rid of this movie. <laughs> he, he definitely redeemed it and he got game. Yeah. But well, good, good God. Yeah. Well, let's let's. I mean, I would get into more behind the scenes. There's really not more behind the scenes. I mean, I tried to look up stuff, but I mean, the most interesting thing about oh, it is that. I, oh, you got something? Uh yeah. I, well, I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say it. I found a tip. I found a tip in here that a, a bunch of motherfuckers made a bad movie. <laughs> no. No. Okay. That was that was my tidbit. That was what I found. Uh, That's. The last thing I do have is this is from an Entertainment Weekly interview that Denzel did, kind of recapping his career. And, mm. uh, you know, so he's got his big debut here in the comedy, which is, again, an interesting thing because Denzel doesn't necessarily do comedy straight up. Like, he's been in funny movies or he's been funny in a movie, but the movie itself is yeah. not what you would call a comedy. A comedy. And so. This is this is basically the whole quote from him. He says, uh, he got the role and he said, my teeth were chipped and broken when I did Wilma, uh, which was the TV movie that he did before the Wilma Rudolph movie. And he was afraid that he, he wasn't going to be a part to get the part in Carbon Copy because of his teeth. He says, I couldn't afford to get them fixed, but they said, we're going to help you get them fixed. I was very proud of my new teeth. Sandy Portier told me that the first three or four films you make will determine how you're perceived in this business. And later on, I was offered another comedy, but it wasn't funny to me. I thought it was quite racist, so I didn't take it. And I waited about six months, and then I got Cry Feed Him, which is the movie that he got his first Oscar nomination for. 
And he says, that movie changed everything. I could have taken that bad comedy and had a totally different career. Now, that's his quote for Covering Copy, which is telling me that what he learned was, don't make shitty comedies about race. Because <laughs> <laughs> he got offered another one. And he was he got like, offered another one. That sucked. <laughs> that, what, well, well, so he got offered another one. And then, like, mm, was like, I, I shouldn't. Let me hold off. Yeah. Six months went by. And then Cry Freedom came across. And he was like, yeah, no, this is it. Because it's yeah, like... I'm, I'm going to put the work in here. Which, but it's also like, hey, got my teeth fixed. Made a shitty movie. Learned my I lesson. make a shitty movie to pay my bills. Like, I make a shitty yeah. movie to pay my health bills. Like, Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that, that's what I'm saying. It's just like Denzel kind of like won twice because he was like, got, got my teeth fixed for free. To be in this movie, so shout out to that. And then also, like, had the experience of making a real shitty movie to start my career. So I knew I didn't want to do that again. Ever again. And, <laughs> and so I waited Talk about and, never doing that again. Yeah. Well, he made, uh, what, Virtuosity and Ricochet. And I mean, he's been in some shitty. This is, this is probably the shittiest movie he's been in, which is a credit to him because it's the first movie he ever made so like right. for that to be the thing it's like oh yeah i started off at the bottom and then everything at the bottom only, you know got better now i'm here um right <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know i mean he made what was that was it was it called little things that movie that he made with jerry leto oh that's uh, so bad so, yeah yeah i was just thinking about that look I was like, "What's the shit in in the in the sauce right now?" Because there's yeah very little, but it exists. Yeah, I'm like you know it's like the look, little things and you might not two like guns the equalizer. With Mark yeah, Wahlberg. I was, <laughs> was going to say you might not like the equalizer movies, like they're not cinema, but like they're fun. You know, it's equalizer Denzel, be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Equalizer well, two especially be hidden. Well, so, but but I'm saying it's like it's not Denzel doing like sh- literal Shakespeare or Denzel doing like yeah. uh you know American Gangster or like you know some of his other big roles, but it's like compared to this, it's fucking Citizen <laughs> Kane. Like, it's, <laughs> well, let's let's get into reimagining this movie because like I think. We kind of hit on it slightly, but like, I I don't think there's a way to save it because it's bad, and I probably just yeah. would not have made again. It seems to me the literal thing was like white dad, black son movie. Like that's that's it's, it's it. like an SNL movie where it's <laughs> right. like it's destined to fall directly on its face because you thought you could stretch cone heads into an hour and a half. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> But I, I like, but that's that's what happens there, and I, I I feel like that's almost exactly what happened here. They had a sketch yeah. idea that they turned into ninety minutes, and it did not work. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Like, I don't know if it's better if Roger is running a literal scam on him, and not even scam in terms of like I'm not your son, you know, yada yada. Although I'm I'm not a genealogist, I will say it's not even that there's no resemblance, but like. That no from that and Denzel's that dark. They show a picture of the Easy. mom at the end, almost to imply she's pretty dark. So like you could you could probably say that this is a plausible situation, and it's like I don't know, dog. Like I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. 
Denzel <laughs> would be a little pretty dark. Yeah, you know, and, and in a way that's like sure. Even even whatever white slave traders in the Washington <laughs> family couldn't even like wash the blackness off of Denzel. That that dude is a black man. Well, because it's like uninterrupted. Sure. there are there are instances where you might say oh like i i wouldn't even guess that you had you were part white because you're you know like not light skin like you're definitely maybe brown or you know you know definitely darker than i would assume if you had a had a white parent but like this is like you you're not really making this make sense to me but that's you know maybe Part of the supposed comedy of this movie. Yeah, I would, supposed I, but comedy, I would, definitely. I would say, though, like, it, if Denzel's character was... Because even in a movie, you say, like, Trading Places, right? Which is another class yep. comedy slash race comedy. Like, I would say that gets it better. It gets it better, but it's also, like, it's really playing into things in a way yeah. that's, like... Some of this is probably I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm sure there's things that are probably offensive if you watched it today. There are. But there, like, there are. Uh, like at the time, it was like, haha, you know, like they're doing the thing. It's funny because this or that, and this is like nobody is enough of any kind of character outside of a broad caricature that there's really anything to get into. So like, if Roger was like, oh, I'm I'm a I'm gonna run a scheme on this dude. You know what I mean? Like this dude right. did right. did this to my mom. So, like I said, it's like I'm gonna hire people to play, you know, different you know characters to, that to we're gonna run him. into. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna hire you know somebody to be our quote unquote landlord and like you know do or like here's our kooky neighbor that we live next to in Watts who like uh, plays Malcolm X speeches at like. 10 you know like every night <laughs> or you know it's like i'm i'm doing things like you're saying to like purposefully antagonize him and you know but this is all arranged like this isn't just happenstance or like isn't it crazy that we ended up here it's like oh no i i was i'm doing this to you for yeah. revenge you know more or less and like maybe throughout he kind of feels bad about it and it's like oh you know like maybe this has gone too far like i wanted to fuck with you but like you're a pretty pitiful sad man and like i'm not really getting anything out of this anymore it ain't, it ain't helping me <laughs> yeah i'm i'm punching down basically at this point because you're so like <laughs> you know fucked up that uh, it's not i'm not i'm not having fun um you know but like i'm not I just, having fun getting revenge on you <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, it's it's still bizarre to me that the end of this whole interaction would be, let's go be father and son somewhere, where it's just like, you, to his own admittance, right, Walter says, I kind of just lucked up into this job. Like, I didn't get this job by any sense of, like, hard work or any sense of, like, being qualified for it like i picked right. something crazy and they were like you're a junior executive which is like the ultimate white privilege like just move on up skip all the steps like be you know rich junior executive guy and again if it was like denzel you know had had some kind of like kooky plan to like expose him or you know something like that yeah, like I think that might have been more 
a movie, but it still shouldn't end with them being father and son. It should be should end with Denzel like going back to his life, but like but you learned a lesson, so like maybe next time don't run off on your kids. Uh <laughs> get a promotion somewhere. Um <laughs> Did you have any way of, of reimagining this? I want to think that a, a plot like this should work somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, we're real people. Come on. Like, everybody knows there are white people and there are black people. There are differences between the two. But, like, to go about it in, like, the basis of terms and, like, both characters speak from only stereotypes about the other. Like, it's a movie. The reason we make movies is because these are the places where we have dialogues and conversations that we don't really have in real life. And if it's going to be a full-on fucking fantasy, by the way, this is a fantasy. That white man walked oh, yeah. in a bank and, like, put up his friendship as collateral for a <laughs> loan. So this is a goddamn fantasy to me. If this is going to be a fantasy, just actually, you, you don't have to be, like, you know, hands across America, but, like, at least try to come to, like, some kind of understanding about one another. You know, I'm not, yeah, this man. ain't, like, you know... I understand black people now. I understand white people right now because that I don't think that's even like a smart way to make a comedy about this. But to find some kind of understanding rather than like just kind of end it off in this like it's mean spirited, but it does just come around because the movie's got to come around. It only comes around because yeah. happy endings say it's got to end end this way, right? And it's like I would I again I would have preferred them to actually get into like a full on fist fight than the movie to end the way that it did. So um well let's get into Cameron's least favorite part of the show and that's where we go around and look at all the different <laughs> reviews that <laughs> these Are you talking about get. my performance in this game recently? Is that what you're talking about? I'm just talking about generally your reaction to things because uh, Oh yeah, that's true. You know, it's, 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 it's never it's, it's never a good surprise. Never what you think it is. So starting with IMDb out of 10, what do you think Carbon Copy currently has? If this has more than a three, America has exactly, it deserves exactly what's coming to it. (laughs) It's got a 5.6. What the fuck? (laughs) 5.6. 5.6? It's got a lot of strange reviews that I am trying to like wrap my head around because like there's there's some tens and nines. You know what I mean? Like people were like, I love this movie. I'll read you one. This one I was like, I what? <laughs> As a white kid at about twelve years old, somehow I found the line, Maybe God is black to be one of the funniest things I'd ever heard. Over the years, I quoted that line many times, mostly in arguments with my mother and maternal grandmother about interracial marriage. I supported it, and they opposed it. Through their opposition, was out of fear and social stigma rather than hatred for other races. The way to cover for mom and grandma. Um, yeah. <laughs> that scene was, <laughs> was all that I ever saw of Carbon Copy until I was 19, and when I saw it in a video store and rented it, and I loved it. But I didn't see it again until getting the new release DVD for Christmas last month. That's right. I was 34. 
Now at 34, in an interracial marriage myself, I find the movie funnier than ever. In conclusion, Carbon Copy gets my vote as the best culture clash comedy ever. I also consider it to be one of the most underrated movies ever. It's a great movie to watch for lots of big laughs, 9 out of 10. Which His black girlfriend is Candace Owens. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fucking way he's in a interracial. I hate this whole review. I hate it all. I was For like, as I as I read along, I was just like, this is not real. But I guess. it's not good. from throwing grandma and mom under the bus to my new to. I've also purchased two copies of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> my black girlfriend makes me okay. It, it makes it okay that I enjoy this movie. I'm yeah. one of the good ones. <laughs> well, look, mom and, and grandma only were opposed to interracial ma- marriage because they were afraid and they were social stigma. Right. So exactly. it's okay. It, that's you know that's <laughs> that's the that's the good way to be afraid about uh, black people. And, uh, black people. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! His black uh, girlfriend should uh, kick his ass out. Yeah, I hope so. Well, they're they're married, Cameron. So I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, um, going over to Rotten Tomatoes, what do you think Carbon Copy has out of 100%? Oh my god, you said this should have like a 5, 6 on IMDb? Yeah. <laughs> I do hate this game. Um, it's like fucking 40, 40, I'm being nice. 40%, I'm being nice. Inconclusive because there's only one review and it's yeah. two out of five. So <laughs> it's two out of five yes. and in Spanish. So <laughs> good. Um, the audience score though is thirty nine percent. So people also did not care for it. Generally. They shouldn't. They should um, not care for this movie. I'll read, you, I'll read you one of the positive ones though. This was a great Ugh. comedy. Denzel was magical in this movie. I laughed uh, at a lot magical of magical Negro. Was he? White, folk, white folks could really get to know a few things in this movie, and black folks could learn a few things too. I can't wait to get him. <laughs> oh my god, I hate this person. Black people could learn a thing or two from fucking carbon copy. I can relate to both of them because I am a person that likes to learn about everything. I know the white humor and the black humor, and I love this movie. <laughs> I am a fan of the blacks. Uh, <laughs> I'm a fan of the blacks. That what you said. <laughs> That's all oh that read to God. me. Um, I mean, my guy is a fan of the blacks. He 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 loves himself some white humor, but also indulges in a little Negro humor from time to time. Um, I will, and I finds will, it pleasurable. Yeah, I will. I will bring these up only because it blows my mind. I've never necessarily paid attention to the Google reviews of these movies. Um, but when I was looking just to see if there was any like official reviews, like the Google reviews comes up first and there are numerous reviews from a month ago. Like people were watching this movie, like just last week, you know what I mean? Like this wasn't like, but but for this, we were watching it. Yeah. No, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) These people chose, they had a million options Time. in the world yeah, they, of streaming. They had, <laughs> they had so many said, movies. A bunch of new movies coming out. 
You know what I want to watch? I know the color purple is out, but you know what I want to see? <laughs> is carbon, yeah, carbon copy. Here's one yeah, that says this copy. film has always been more profound than it really ever had given credit to be. It's thought-provoking satire in line with Blazing Saddles nestled in the reality of ours as yet not wholly evolved society. It's funny, uncomfortable, enraging, compassionate, and sincere, and way too relevant even today. This film teaches us that one person standing for what is good, even against many, always makes the biggest difference in the most important ways. And I have to ask, who do you think in this movie (laughs) is standing for what is good? And if it's Walter... (laughs) That's the man who <laughs> raped his wife. <laughs> or at so, least thought about it twice. Oh, no. He thought about it, then did it. Then he was like, <laughs> but yeah. But he thought I'm, about I, it the actually, day before as well, though. Yeah. He just didn't get to do it. So um, uh, that's just a little taste of what's going on in, in the land of Google. But if we go over Everybody's to, just wrong. Everybody's wrong. If we go to <laughs> Amazon.com, our absolute favorite, what do you think? Out of five stars, Carbon Copy currently has. This is a movie actually so bad that it actually has to impact the Amazon score. There is no fucking way people pop this in and was like, it worked. I liked that. I feel good. Better about myself than yesterday. Five stars. There's no fucking way that that was the majority score. It has to be at least like a 3.8 or something like that. It's four and a half, Cameron. It's four and a half out of five. It's 75%. I don't like this project. Five stars. I don't like this no more, man. 75% five stars. Um, This is what one Amazon reviewer had to say. My family had this video for a few years, and I can truly say that is one of the best movies I've ever watched. The movie itself is fun, Uh -uh. but yet shows the ups and downs of a father-son relationship and prejudiced society. There are also a lot of funny one-liners, like when the main character refers to his son as being hickory bronze, the same color as a car, (laughs) or when... (laughs) <laughs> and he learns the hard way. You're picking up oh my god, man. When he learns the hard way that being black does not mean your son can play b-ball. It's a great movie for all members of the family. Highly recommended. So what do we know, Cameron? You know. <laughs> you know, I, I heard a I heard a thing recently that like the human brain was actually not supposed to know all this information about like life. <laughs> You're not even supposed to know more than like 150 people. Otherwise, your brain is doing too much. And you know what? The fact that I know that people appreciate this movie is starting to like dig into that 150 people. I'm starting to go insane. I'm starting to go insane is what's happening here. Because too many people like this movie. Yeah. Well, you know, like uh, to to paraphrase Miyazaki, maybe Amazon was a mistake. You know, maybe we shouldn't have. Done that. Or to also paraphrase Miyazaki, maybe we should just fucking stop. <laughs> well, it's time to. No, I love Miyazaki. Actually, do that last movie. I swear to God, please, please do that last movie, guy. <laughs> to put this on our ranking scale. Um, We've got, of course, our three levels of caucasity. The first being shorts in the winter. Cameron, literally today, not only did I see two white men in puffer coats and shorts, but one of them was also wearing gloves, which tells me you know, the your whole body is cold. <laughs> but your legs are not, and you're not. You're lying. 
You know what I, I mean? Like, again, I actually, today, actually, to record this podcast, I went down the block to an office space and sure enough, ran into a white man in shorts. It is 36 degrees outside. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We're, we are we are way past the threshold of that being acceptable. Like It's January. Cold. If, if you are exercising, I can't necessarily judge entirely you know if you overheat whatever i guess but like they still make leggings they still make pants for running Vtex. you know what i mean like it's you you have options there are even the japanese no even the japanese yes. made heat text so you could keep your ass warm so that's the level where this isn't hurting me but i do have questions why do you have north face gloves on and shorts like something's <laughs> wrong with this picture <laughs> that that one specific area of your body cannot be warm while the rest of your body needs to be bundled and layered that does that doesn't make any sense um cameron what's the second level the uh second level of caucasity is this movie is touching my hair that's when uh this movie is you know starting to make you know, it's coming for you now. It wasn't coming for me before. It wasn't bothering me with shorts in the winter. That's not bothering us. That's, you guys are cold. Touching my hair, now I'm confused. You know, I spent all afternoon <laughs> putting, you know, shampoo and conditioner in there so nobody touches it and it looks good. And then you and your questions of why doesn't my hair do that, you have to have them answered with my hair. And that's a problem. The third level, I know this is going to come out a couple weeks after this has happened, but okay. we are not letting Nikki Haley off the hook. No. So we got to talk about it. You know, yeah. No matter, when this comes out, this is we're we going to have this on record. Uh, because <laughs> she really she, thought she was going to get away with this, too. I love that. I love that she, she thought she, she was going to get it. away with it. No. As you we definitely probably keep it all know. Probably have all heard Nikki Haley was asked a question, and a I, question. I will say, I will say this for the person who asked this question because I'm sure some people maybe were confused or thought that kind of sounds like a gotcha question. Where 100. It's it's curious that that would be viewed as a gotcha question because it's not. There's nothing to. I mean, how you get them is you're racist. So <laughs> there's no. <laughs> <laughs> It's like asking Tara Tara the question about math. It's like, well, of course he's going to answer. <laughs> he won't give you a, <laughs> the, the wrong answer. Yeah, you know what I mean? But it's... it's, it's we've, we've but I need to, to see point. him give me the wrong answer. Right. We, well, we've gotten to a point in, in social and political discourse <laughs> where a question like this, it's almost like the Turing test for racist, right? Like, you there can't you ask somebody... <laughs> are you a racist? Because like, no, you're not going to get the answer you want. And like, you know, you'll probably get escorted out of the, <laughs> the town hall. <laughs> of whatever place you're at. Yeah. The town hall. And you know, you can ask different questions about certain things that maybe might get you closer to it. But this is kind of like one of those questions where there is a definitively right answer. Right. But there is also like how, how people choose to spin their the answer, right answer is is telling right and so mm -hmm. nikki haley was asked at a town hall in vermont what is the cause of the american civil war right and she not only started to like go into a weird 
diatribe about states' rights and like you know uh, freedoms to to kind of live the way that you want to live but then try to turn it back on the person who responded to her i'm not running for the president of the united states i would like to hear what you think uh, to which she like doubled down on you know well it was about the state's rights to you know govern themselves the way they saw fit and, and, and govern like, what state's rights to yeah. govern what nikki haley and the dude was like, huh, I mean, it's just interesting that in 2023, you'd answer that question without mentioning the word slavery. And she was like, well, what do you want me to say about slavery? And he was like, nah, my question's done. And so are you. And she was like, <laughs> no, my work is done. Goodbye. <laughs> as, he walked out of the, as he walked out of the town hall, <laughs> wiping the dust from his hands. She immediately realized that she had goofed and then the next day tried to correct by saying, well, duh, you know, everyone knows slavery was one of the major causes. So it was almost like, why should I even say that? Because it goes without saying. But it's not even that it goes without saying, like, when you look at literal text from that era from Civil War generals, it's literally the reason they give. It's like so it's the reason they give every time. <laughs> there's a famous quote I'll I'll post it on our our Twitter, but like there's one general from South Carolina who was basically like I don't want to be misunderstood. Like this is about <laughs> slavery. <laughs> this and is anybody, this is cuz I want to uh, <laughs> if, if anybody, anybody who's running for president <laughs> If anybody's running for president and gets asked why the Civil War happened, I want them to know it's Whoa, because me. slaves. Because I want but, niggas. I want to own niggas. But a lot of, a lot of like you'll you'll find from the time like people literally saying it and yeah. like having it written down. Like, no, I want to own slaves. It is and literally like to the fight. most certain term. <laughs> And so it's also it's also interesting to me that in that whole meandering answer she was giving, she said things like, oh, you know, well, people should be able to live the way that they want to without interference yep. with the government. And I was like, oh, so like trans people or like uh, <laughs> queer people like or black people freedoms. or <laughs> and you it's know, like I'm sure for you... the underprivileged. Yeah, you know, like, oh, like, you know, all the books that they're banning from schools, like, probably shouldn't be banned. Or, like, is that what you're saying, Nikki Haley? It's like, no, wait, don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was such it was such a funny situation because the fact that she didn't, like, answer it right off the bat put her in the dirt. It was, it oh, was, yeah. she, she already ruined herself by not answering the question direct she could have actually gave one of those like bullshit republican responses like you know it's actually over the fight for ai and like if she said it intelligently enough people would it, it listen to it and i probably respond to it but instead she like went um ooh, uh, wait hold on and i was like you're already you're already dead in the water you're already dead in the water well, you're gonna be the even a week the thing about it two ways right one like it's clear why she gave the answer she gave. And that's because she doesn't want to, you know, throw off basically Trump's base, which is also crazy because she's like, but I'm not Trump. 
You know what I mean? It's big, like they're all they're that's all giving. Insane. Yeah, that's like, insane. Yeah, well, they're all giving the. But I'm not a rapper. You know, like that's the. <laughs> I'm a black it's, poet. It's, yeah, it's the it's the it's the political version of that. It's like you know, I, I I'm I'm not Trump, and I'm running against Trump, but I also believe everything he believes. So except for the like, things that he believes, <laughs> right? But I'm a different well, person. I'm different. So, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm built different. You know, so it's like she's trying to 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 play because she was quote unquote the moderate. But yeah, it's also, you know, so interesting because typically what happens is like they spin it, right? Like they're, they, they've been taught to say, you know, well, what, what do you think the cause of the Civil War is? And it's like, well, you know, like Civil War was when America was just at odds with each other, similar to the way that we are now. And then like spins it into something else where like, I'm not even answering the question that you asked me. I'm just pivoting to talking points that I want to talk about. And so, right. you know what I mean? Like, she didn't even do that. She was just she like, didn't even do that. states' rights, I think. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Somebody help me out. Like, was that, did you like when I said that? Okay, then that's my answer. This should make me think I can run for president, low key. I mean, I just, oh, absolutely. If I, speak, if I speak my mind, right? Think about it. If I just, uh, let's go on a journey real quick before we answer where this was okay. called Cassidy. But, like, if I run, ran for president and just, like, spoke my mind, I know I'm going to get excommunicated by like you know some people some people are just going to hate me because i'm black some people are going to hate me because you know i'm for a ceasefire in palestine or something like that but like yeah. i probably could get pretty far just speaking the actual truth like i could just be like the civil wars for like slavery and like people will be like he answered the question honestly that's a person i would trust to be president well it's wild because like we are so far removed from people like Bush and people like yeah. Mitt Romney that people are actually like fondly looking back on them as political figures and be like, Crazy. remember when we had Mitt Romney and George Bush? Like, but they were also bad. <laughs> they were like, that's how bad it is too. now. <laughs> it's so bad that people are looking back at people who are also really bad and saying, also but at dumb. least they weren't like that. <laughs> at least they weren't like people are now. And it's like, I don't like that's making it worse. You know what I mean? Like we don't want yeah, to like, emphasize like, Bush because he likes to paint fruits in his bathtub. Like you know what I mean? He still is a <laughs> warmonger. Like war criminal. <laughs> we gotta, gotta have some lines. Yeah. Um, but all that to say, you know, that's you. She knew exactly what she was doing when she answered that question. That was not. She was not tricked. She was not bamboozled. She was not hoodwinked. She said what she thought she should say. And then learned that's not what she should say, and then tried to say something else, and it was already too late because people are like, <laughs> "Now you're just saying things like you don't, you don't even know what you believe." Um, you know what she's saying. So, out of all that, Carmen, <laughs> given given what we know now about America's love for carbon copy, what do you have to say? <laughs> <laughs> Where does it rank <laughs> on our scale? Oh yeah, it's a three and a half, dog. This is like <laughs> this is what they do. <laughs> oh this man, I need to get that drop. To, to quote Denzel again, this is what they yeah. do, man. I mean, look, this movie's this movie means to be offensive, like to get it started, right? 
And then yeah. hopefully along the way, like this white man finds some kind of change of heart. But he don't even do that. The only reason he goes and hangs out with his son is because he has monetary value to him. Like this movie yes. ain't shit. And I would go on to say that like this mindset ain't even dead. <laughs> like no. if if the the Walters of the world are still like running companies and shit like that, though that's how niggas think in corporate America. That's how people think yeah. in like in positions where they're like, you know, making up your gas price or like saying who can go to what schools or, you know, what books should we ban? Those are the people who are actually doing it. Um, and for real, for real, this movie is like them niggas lying on themselves or like telling on themselves for real, for real. Oh, yeah. It, and that's I think that's what's wild to me is like I watch it and I'm like, y'all giving away y'all secrets like he, he went to the bank and put up his friendship as a loan as a joke. But you know that the joke is that he probably would have got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's, yeah. that's what we're dealing with here. And I don't I didn't even, like we didn't even neither of us left. That Denzel is that literally was. the only saving grace in the movie. And it's only because he's in it. Like, it, yes. it's not even because of the things he does or says or the actions that his character takes. It's literally like, we watched this and watched it to its end because Denzel Washington is in the fucking movie. And other than that, there is no fucking redeeming quality. And Denzel's in it to get his teeth fixed. So and, you know what? You know what? <laughs> Half a star, because my nigga got his chips fixed. <laughs> Half a star because Denzel got his chip fixed. Hey, shout out to to real Denzel for running the scam on this movie and just be like, hey, uh, (laughs) I got some dental work. I need. He's a nigga from New York. I'm I'm leaving with something. I'm leaving with something. I'm leaving with these. I'm leaving with these veneers, dog. Leaving with these veneers, (laughs) motherfucker. Yes. No, fuck this movie every day, all day. Yeah, I, I also agree. I watched it and I was just like... What white nonsense is this? Like, it was just, <laughs> from start to finish, one of those that, like... <laughs> I, like, it's... We're, we're at 10. Yeah. We're already at 10. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even get to settle into the movie. They play the the whack credits with the whack oh, music. Oh, man. And then, you know, there's, like, some exterior shots and then, like, straight to rape like open like if you looked at the script it's like open on rape (laughs) open the door it's so wild you know what i mean in a way that's just like if you could even get past that part of the movie yeah you're just like okay and then and then the and then the funny thing is gonna happen and then it, it never does like I was texting you, like every ten minutes it gets worse. You did. Like every ten <laughs> yeah, minutes you're just like, "Wow, okay, I guess this is what we're doing now." And it's so weird <laughs> to me that, like, if you again, you're 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 RKO Studios, right? You've made some of the greatest movies yeah. of all yes. time. You know what I mean? Like you're coming back after yes. a long period of inactivity. <laughs> I would think that the first movie. Because RKO, you know, like they did comedies, they did a whole bunch of stuff, but like RKO was just be, as prominent as like Columbia or Universal in those days. I would think you'd be going for some kind of prestige, right? Like I think you'd be going for some kind of like maybe not a drama drama, but like if we're doing a comedy, like we're getting George Carlin, we're getting Richard Pryor, we're getting like Yeah, get Mel Brooks on. Get, 
Didn't Mel Brooks used to write movies for RKO? Like, isn't that the case? We're taking all the money we have and we're putting it into this one movie and it's going to be very successful. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know who talked them into this that was like, (laughs) hey, your big comeback movie is going to be uh, a comedy that wouldn't even be funny in like 1972. You know what I mean? Like, when we, we're we're already 10 years past the expiration date on this, but like, this is what we're gonna. And like, everybody involved, like, there's so many people who should have just known better. Generally, everyone like everyone wouldn't want their name. If my name is gonna be on it, I I have to make it good, you know, or at least make it make it watchable. But it's like it bombed in real time like it was not a movie that got even though i couldn't find any reviews like people who were like yeah i remember this movie and it sucked and like people were (laughs) you know people didn't like it when it came out it's it's another one of those similar to soul man i believe where it was like it was just on cable a lot yeah and so people saw it there and that's where they have memories of it but like that's not an excuse for it being good or you having it like good yeah, because it's just it was never there's never a moment where I was like, that's I I chuckled. All right, you know what I mean. You, movie, you got me. You did something kind of kooky or crazy or like you know imaginative. It was like no, you are doing exactly what it says on the poster, and it's aggressive. <laughs> and it's yeah. unenjoyable. <laughs> I'll even I'll even go so far as to say like I actually erased. It's funny that that day when I watched Carbon Copy, I I watched a double feature. My first two movies of the year were bad. Um, I I watched Saltburn right after. And I was like, oh, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not, Mm. this isn't good. And I don't think this is going to end well. And it, I mean, I'm going to, all that to say, Saltburn is actually like fine. It's perfectly fine. It's just a weird movie. It's a little kooky and it's a little like um, hype. You know what you know what people are talking about. Yeah, exactly what people are talking about. Yeah, exactly (laughs) what people are talking about. Actually, it's funny. There's a scene no one's talking about, and I'm very confused as to why. But you know, (laughs) (laughs) there's stuff in Saltburn that is still more offensive than the stuff that people are talking about. Yet, I was able to actually at least enjoy. I watched the whole movie, and I was like, okay, that was well made and had an idea, but like. Carbon copy was like not even what it looks like a sitcom. It looks like a sitcom. Yeah. The idea like runs out in the first like 30 minutes. There's nothing here. It's actually yeah. empty. And whereas people are actively talking about Saltburn being like, you know, whether they love it or they hate it, there's still an idea there. And they're like, mm-hmm. there's still like something they're like talking about. I don't know if they're talking about it even well honestly that's a review sure. for that movie but at least talking about it and karma copy is sure. like this white man has a, has a black son that's crazy <laughs> for 90 minutes well if we if we're gonna give some recommendations to watch i i recently finally watched they cloned tyrone and hell yeah two thumbs up you know two I mean? thumbs like, up great movie one of those where, like, it's not a perfect movie. There are certain things that I was like, all right, you know. Yeah, sure. That's but, cool. Like, the performances <laughs> are great. 
Um, like the, the idea is great. I'm glad it got made and I'm glad that, you know, people received it so well. It's, it's the kind of movie that like you see the trailer for it and it, it could go one of two ways, right? You're kind of like, kind of like this movie. It's either like, Oh, either this concept is going to like run dry pretty quickly pretty or quick. like, <laughs> or they're going to do it. And I don't want to, I don't want to make the comparison necessarily in the sense of like, these movies are the same movie and this might even be a movie this is a movie that i'm never quite sure how people actually feel about it but like undercover brother right is a movie that (laughs) i think you 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 hear about it and you're like well that you know that that can't be a full 90 minute picture but it's like they actually kind of do it they actually yeah (laughs) managed to make that movie work they land the plane (laughs) in undercover brother Actually, if anything, they landed with uh, bell-bottom pants. <laughs> yeah, and this is a similar one where it's just kind of like, oh no, like they, there's there's more to the movie than what you actually think there is. And yeah, um, you know, I I hope if you haven't seen it, like me, you know, who, who kind of took their time because I I wanted to sit down and like watch it when I had time, you know. So yeah. over the holidays, I was like, all right, you know, I finally have time to sit here and watch it. I don't want to watch it at like. 11 30 at night and be like wait what like i did <laughs> at 2 a.m I'm like damn hold up hold up <laughs> <laughs> um but no it's a lot of fun and i definitely would highly recommend it it's you know like john boyega is one of those people who every time you see him you wonder not necessarily why he isn't a bigger star you know doing more more things but more so just like you want to see him do different things because every time he kind of, you know, adapts and gets into a different role where he's either doing, you know, some science fiction or he's doing more drama or he's doing some comedy. It's like, he's so good at all these different things that I just want to see him continue to kind of expand and play all kinds of different characters and all kinds of different genres. And this was another one where I was like, he's really good at that. Like he's, he's got the accent down in a way that's like, a lot of the times when British actors do American accents, specifically regional accents, where it's not necessarily like Southern, but like <laughs> spe- specifically like this part of the country, like you're in Atlanta, yeah. you're in New Orleans, you're in Florida, you're in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, sometimes it all kind of like merges together, but he's got a very believable accent for this movie that's like it's you know it's kind of like all right like he could be any any southern town usa but i want to say this is supposed to be if it's not georgia it's got to be tennessee right like it felt like it was i thought it was like detroit detroit or memphis or something like that yeah it felt yeah it felt memphis adjacent you know what i mean yeah yeah Um, 100 percent. well the southern-esque thing because like the people around them are talking with like a southern accent yeah um you know but yeah in a way that like he he really committed to the character and like had that kind of range that you're just like all right yeah boy you're like i want to see you keep keep blowing up and i'm glad he didn't get caught up on the star wars train and was able to kind of like pivot out of that and to still doing like great work so yeah shout out shout out john boyega for being able to talk shit to the mouse and, and, live, to, <laughs> and live to tell the story Hell yeah. Uh, Cam, you got anything to recommend? Um, 
know if I can recommend Saltburn. Um, there's like one half black character in them nah, in that man. movie. It's is rough, and it's a rough go for that character too. Um, I don't know if I got a chance to recommend this, um, but I know if you're black, you probably had a good chance of seeing it this year or this past year. And you know what? Shout it out again if I didn't. But uh, the blackening was cool. Yep. And that was fun. And I'm glad that that got made. <laughs> it sounds um, like they're making a sequel. It sounds like they got I, it. I hope. I hope and it's not just like a blackening too. I hope it's like try another genre of horror try another thing like mm, not just slasher yeah. try like a i don't know some some other kind of horror but either way very inventive and like where like more creative than it had any business being like i very much so expected it to be like oh yeah like even like a game night kind of thing mm -hmm. like where it's just get a bunch of celebrities in a room have them do kooky shit but it was like it was a little bit more than that and it kind of like oh yeah drew you along for the ride and i thought that was definitely um yeah something worth watching nice well yeah definitely check both of those out they're both streaming so uh if you haven't yeah, seen it, either of those i would say hit them up get on it um well that's gonna do it for us this week uh cam tell everybody where they can find you at what you got going on all that good stuff um yeah find me on somehow still twitter and uh instagram at the blipster 1138 still working on the TikTok. It, it takes work since we the only two people on staff yeah. <laughs> but um it's coming it's coming so yeah. um yeah find 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 us on there F or find me on it on those two and um yeah and they could still watch oh yes yes Plug all the things. Hold hold on. I, I had shit happen last year. <laughs> um, yes, you can still watch uh, the psycholo psychological evolution of fuckboys. You can still watch all the episodes of the first season are out now um, on Key TV Network on YouTube. So just go to YouTube, type in Key TV Network or just psychological evolution of fuckboys. And uh, I got to be in the writer's room for that. Fun times. I wrote episode three. It's uh, it's a laugher. Um, and, um, da, 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 da. uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I would well, plug this show, but you're listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell a friend to listen to it. Um, there you go. Yeah. I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, JRSOSA18, JRSOSA18. Comic stuff is, is happening, working on it, announcing stuff soon. So be on the lookout for that um people have been sending us some some wonderful emails and we definitely appreciate it uh you know we're, we're kind of slow to get back on things but like we definitely we, we read them we see them we appreciate them maybe you should start reading some of them on on the show so you know that's something yeah that we might do in the future um, oh do we have enough for a mailbag i think we might have enough for a mailbag we're getting there oh, so we might start yeah. reading some people's oh, thoughts and opinions so if you want to reach out to us hit us up at uh white underscore pod on twitter or hit us up at white people won't save you pod at gmail.com and we definitely look forward to reading those those messages and getting back to y'all we'll be back in two weeks with our next episode so see y'all then for more caucasity peace peace
You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.